Father God, yes, Daddy God, we are a people of joy. We are a people that reflect your glory, God. I just saw Jesus tonight smiling down on this room and reminding me that nothing's over tonight. The work he's done has just started. The transformed lives in this room are gonna exponentially increase as we go out. This is a room full of world changers. This is a room full of people that will be transforming their generation and the generations to come. The families that are formed and come out of this room are gonna change the nations. People in this room are gonna step foot in every country. The Lord has been equipping us and we reflect his glory. So we say, God, we are hungry. We are not satiated, God. Our appetite has just begun, Lord. You've just given us a sampler of what you can do, Father. And we will be going out and being your people. We are your vessels, God, and we overflow with your Holy Spirit, Lord. We are lions and lionesses. We are not weak. There are powerful women in this room. They're gonna change our culture. God is doing amazing works in everyone here. And we are a family. And so I break off any doubts. I break off any anxiety that this isn't for you. I break off any fear. When you feel fear, just know it's the enemy keeping you for what God has for you. And when you feel fear, press into Jesus. We break off any sadness, God. We just pray, God, that you feel our hearts overflowing with your supernatural joy, God. You fill us, Father, in ways nothing else can. And we lay our lives in your hands, God. I thank you for the children that have come out of this ministry, God. They are blessed. They will change the world. And I just declare that over this room tonight, God. In your holy and precious name, amen. Oh, yeah. Let's give our worship band a powerful hand tonight. Woo, woo, woo. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Super good. Thank you so much. All right, if everybody can find a seat, and that's all of you, find a seat, find a seat. I want you to think, what year did you come to Epic Life or Brigades? Because some of you may have come to the early days of Brigade. So we're going to start, and I'm going to start counting at 2008 and come up. And as I count, I want you to stand in your year that you came to Epic Life. If you don't remember the year, seven, 
Okay, figure it out, RJ. All right. So everybody who came in 2007, stand up. Two, 2007. Okay, this was the old brigade days at my house. Stay standing, 2008, stand up. Awesome. 2009, stand up. 2010, stand up. 2011, stand up. 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. If this is your first night, stand up. Oh, yeah. So give, you can all sit down, and Eugene and Angela are going to come and give you a little instruction. All right, so a lot of us know that Epic Life is way bigger than just a recurring Thursday night service. We're all here tonight because we have been impacted by Epic Life in one way or another. Uh, it's either like shifted our direction in some way, and I've had the pleasure of being here from the beginning, so I've seen the beginning to now, and it's been awesome. So if you've been impacted, then one of these definitely apply to you. So these are a really quick 25 signs that you are an epic lifer, okay? We're gonna go through. Number one, you know who drives what car. So when you pull up to epic life or an epic life event, you know exactly who is inside. <laughs> now we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna run through these, but if, if you think, yes, this applies to me, or yes, 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 then let me get an amen. Let's practice. Amen. amen. All right, all right. When somebody you're talking to is in an agreement with the lie, it's nearly impossible for you not to tell them the truth. All right. Christ's life gave you a lot of freedom and is something you would definitely recommend to anyone. However, you're beyond glad it's over. Okay, you've had this thought. How is this guy still single? <laughs> He's here somewhere. I saw him. There he is. There he is. There he is. All right. All right. We're going good so far. Okay. You've, you've wondered what Eric, Bar Eric Waterbury looks like with hair. All right, you've had a wow God experience in this living room. And probably this one too. You told Waterbury you were going to do something, procrastinated, and then spent weeks, maybe months, trying to avoid him. All right, you finally got around to doing that thing and realized he was right. You've dabbled with the idea of moving out of Sacramento, but the thought of leaving Epic Life community makes that decision very difficult. If you, got a word, if you got word that Brian Norm and his ministry mysteriously transported to an entire village of kid soldiers to a safe house in South Africa, you wouldn't at all be surprised. 
You would agree that if Eric Knopf and Camille had the same coverage as Kanye and Kim, the world would be a much better place. Now, some of this might be for the older crowd, but <laughs> you wear bright colored clothes when Havilah comes to speak and hopes you're the one that she selects to give a prophetic word to. Eric Knopf, this is you. <laughs> You've had a spiritual debate on Facebook that you later regretted. <laughs> Eric Knopf is possibly the coolest guy you know. The cow may possibly be the most talented guy you know. Out of everything there is to look forward to during the Christmas season, Crumping Santa is definitely at the top of your list. Okay. Based on the stories that you've heard about Elizabeth Reisinger, you're convinced she is the reincarnated Mother Teresa who deserves a Nobel Peace Prize in her own statue placed in front of the PA. You've had more run-ins with, with these three kids than you've had with their parents. Okay. <laughs> We're on 20. We got five more to go. All right. Whenever someone from Epic gets engaged, you hope you're invited to their wedding because you know how much fun it's going to be. You wish Sacramento had a bullet train that dropped off right in front of Bethel. You wish Epic would bring back the squid launcher. Come on. Okay, if you had it your way, all of your family and friends would be at Epic Life every Thursday. Okay. You get an overwhelming urge to quit your job and apply a WebConnect every time Ash Milot posts a picture on Facebook. All right, 25. <laughs> when you visit other churches and they're shouting and jumping during worship, you're not at all in the least distracted because you're probably doing it too. All right. If any one of those apply to you, then stay connected in what we're doing because, like I said, we're way bigger than just a recurring service, you guys. We love you. Thank you. We used to have this saying, if you won't pray with us, uh, play with us, we won't pray with you. And that's why. We're not totally serious. So Eric and I uh, are going to talk tonight. We have a sermon that we spent a lot of time on. And... Uh, I think, do you want to go, do you want, would you like to make introductory remarks? <laughs> it's so great to see you guys here. I'm like blown away at all the faces and the names and the memories and um, each one of you guys, it's, it's ridiculous. You guys are amazing and thank you so much um, for being here. Some of you guys drove a long ways away. So if you drove more than an hour, raise your hand. Yeah, all right. If you drove more than two hours, raise your hand. This is Eric's dad, and he beat uh. all of you. <laughs> Last one. If you drove more than five hours to be here tonight, raise your hand. Look at this. Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So I think my part's first. No, hang on to that. Uh, we agreed that we could interrupt each other. I feel like every sermon, all the, all the meat and potatoes has been preached. And so there's not a, there was no pressure on us tonight to preach a sermon because you're our sermon. Last night I was at Caleb Tate's birthday, birthday party 
And I happened to sit across from a, a woman that, a young woman who didn't know any of us. And Kate Brennan was sitting on this side and Jessica Gomez was sitting next to her. And she began to just talk to us. And she said, and it could have been any of you, Kate and Jessica represent so many people in this room. Because a couple of years ago, I felt like a failure because we, I felt like our people did not have a heart for other people. And they were full and fat. But the reason they were fat is because they weren't giving out. And I was super bummed. But in the last year, we've had a complete turnaround in that. And as this woman began to talk to us, she very transparent, she's an entrepreneur. Her business is like going through the roof. But she shared this deep pain. And the reason she shared it is because we made her feel so safe. And as she shared her pain, she said, you know, some people do alcohol and drugs. I don't do that. And I look better than them, but actually I just work. I work 13-hour days. I worked until 1.30 last night, and I like it. Because if I stop working, I have to deal with my pain. And then <laughs> Kate, started, Kate shared so transparently this powerful testimony from her own life. And then when she was done, Jessica starts ministering to her as well. I gave her the name of Charity Allering, which is an amazing bookkeeper, because I said, are you still doing your books? And she goes, yes. I go, uh-uh. You're doing way too much to be doing your own books. You need to call my daughter Charity. And so I gave her that information. Jessica got her number. Kate got her number. We, we had such a powerful impact. And she goes, I'm so sorry that I uh, have shared all this at the party. And I'm like, oh, no, this is how we live. We're family. And so if you're hurting, we, we, we care. And as I watched them, Brian Volpendesta and Brian Ryan were standing talking behind them. And they were like brothers who are truly brothers. And I was sitting there just thinking, oh my goodness, has God done such a powerful work in our family? There are so many people here, I could say that very same story about, you are our sermon. So there's really nothing profound for us to say because your lives are profound. You don't realize how many of you, how striking you are, how powerfully you're parenting. I go from house to house to house because a bunch of these little kids in here are like some of my favorite people. I like many of them better than you because <laughs> <laughs> you're taller and more treacherous. And if they don't like you, well, they just go, I don't like you. And it's so easy to go from home to home to home because so many of us parent the same way. We learned love and logic and then we learned uh, loving our kids on purpose. And it's just, it's easy. So your lives are our sermon. Yeah, that's good. I wanted to share just really quick on a couple of things. And one is I get asked sometimes, like, how, how have you made it 10 years? You know, when the average lifespan of a group like ours kind of goes about 18 months, how does that work? And how have we gone the distance with no staff, uh, with very little talent between the two of us? Um, no credentials. Uh, someone the other week was like, I thought you were a pastor. I was like, I have no license to do what I'm doing. Let me tell you. Um, but let that be an encouragement to you that if I can do it, you guys can too. But I wanted to just reaffirm a core uh, strategy that we've had here in our ministry, and it's the fivefold ministry. It means that 
that community and a gathering like this doesn't just reside upon one person who can give a good sermon, though I hope they're pretty good sometimes, is that the fivefold ministry, if you're not familiar with it, it's apostles, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, and prophets, thank you. That there's something magical about that combination and the apostolic, someone who awakens people's dreams in themselves. You're looking at probably the greatest apostle in our modern era that you guys might ever know. Someone who builds people. Same with Ashton Malat, these two people. They build people. And what they do is they take what you see in your life and make it happen in you. It doesn't matter how good a sermon is if you can't live it out and walk it out. The next is the prophet, which is the heart revealer, someone who reveals God's heart for you. So many people live lives never knowing what God thinks about you, about a situation, about your city, about your life. And so the role of the prophetic is so important to actually be current with God that it's not about managing sin, it's about being connected to God's heart. And some of those powerful prophetic people in my life are in this room tonight, Jared and Charity Eilerine. This guy, we're going to El Salvador. I gotta pick on you for a second. And he's so prophetically gifted. We're on a red-eye flight to El Salvador, and people are leaving to go to the bathroom at like 2 a.m. And he's like, wait, 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 I got a, a word from you. Can I just like, and I'm dozing in and out of like consciousness. And he's like ministering to people that have full bladders. It was amazing. <laughs> and Tara Benning, wherever you are, um, there you are. Man, these people like, they are contending for God's heart, and they're so powerful in being able to bring forward to you what God is wanting to say to you and through you. And there's so many more than just two. Like we're mentioning one or two names, but there's so many of you in the room and we know that you're here. So know your voice and your presence, your DNA matters. Then you have the evangelist who's like the storyteller, someone who brings family in, like people who welcome people around to make them feel at home and make them have fun. You have you see these little posters, you know, I, I haven't seen these for years, this is crazy. Um, but whoever, I don't know whose idea it was to fill a bed of, you know, full of water and make a hot tub, you know, and, or these 400-foot slip and slides. If you have, like, these abilities to attract people, it's actually this powerful evangelistic tool within you. The pastor, which is the soul healer, someone who uh, restores who you are, makes you feel like you're actually... Uh, belonging and contends for you and is long-suffering with you. There's so many of you in here. Shad, you come to mind as well on, on that. And, uh, and then the, the teachers, which I think is one of the, the lower ones, because again, if, if you have dysfunction in all of those areas, it doesn't matter how good the word is. And so if you're curious why our ministry's worked over the long haul, it's because we've really adopted and looked at ministry in terms of a way that it's, it's holistic. Um, so... I want to encourage you guys, if you have something in your heart to start a ministry, to do something of your own, like it's an amazing blueprint for you. Um, so much so that we, we built a little personality test to help people answer questions. We did this in 2012, I think, uh, that you could answer certain questions and it would tell you what kind of fivefold ministry gifting so you are. So we did not do that. Eric did that, and then some of us tested that. <laughs> so today, so just from you guys in this room, we built it for you guys. It's been taken almost a half a million times now. It's crazy. And we get emails literally every, every week. Day. He got an email. He always forwards them to me, which is super fun. He got an email this week, and a woman said, uh, you're getting this error message, and I would really like for you to fix it because I have to have this 
test taken for a class I'm in. So if you could fix it, and Eric's like, I'd be happy to help you. Okay. But we get them from all over the world. He gets them. They're amazing. And um, it's, it's just a powerful tool. So be to encourage it to you guys uh, for that. Um, also, like, in these endeavors to pursue ministry, uh, people, I mean, you guys are so gracious to be here. I want you guys to know that you guys are the reward in ministry. That who people are around you, that's, that's the most valuable thing you could ever do in this kind of role position. Is, it's not having a podcast, it's not having a website, it's not having, you know, paycheck or any of those things. It's actually seeing the lives around you transform and to grow. And so you guys being here in your lives are the biggest reward that we could ever have and experience in our leadership you know, looks around here and, and who you guys have become is just the most amazing thing. And the last is, uh, what I really felt for tonight is to leave you guys with is that, you know, we're finishing 10 years here, but it's not about arriving to the destination, it's about who you become on the way of the journey. That whatever journey God is calling you to, who you become in that journey is so much more important than the destination. We focus in on getting there. We have our goals. We have our benchmarks. And God is so clever in his, his growth strategy with us as he uses us the things that we want to pursue so that in the journey we get transformed. And so I just encourage you guys to, to know that whatever you're contending for is to keep your eye on the prize but also recognize that who you become in that process is way more important than anything else that you would receive at the end. So on that note, our powerful sermon is over. <laughs> and we're going to, I wanted to have uh, Greg, Eric's dad, he wanted to, I, I told everybody, Greg's going to give uh, testimony and then we have five people. Greg gets five minutes because he's a parent. At the end of five minutes, a buzzer will go off and wherever he is and what he's saying, he will stop talking. Then we have five people who will give their testimonies. And if you're new here, I'm sorry, but this is kind of how we do it. And so when those, those people only get four minutes and when the buzzer goes off, they'll stop talking <laughs> because we want you to be able to hear all of them. Some of you will probably be going, oh my goodness, I was hoping I could give a testimony. You can. Go to the Epic Life page on Facebook and share what Epic Life has meant to you and how it's impacted your life. We would love to read it. So on that note, if you'll go sit down, I'll have your dad come up. This is Eric's dad, Greg. I am delighted to be here this evening. And uh, I thought I would just share with you, uh, this is a true story. Eric was four years old, and uh, I thought, you know, I wonder what Eric is going to do. May, he might go into ministry. What kind of things do you think he might do with his life? And so one day I went to Eric, and I said, Eric, you've been learning about Jesus. Would you tell me, tell me about Jesus? And he goes, Jesus died on the cross and took away our sins. And then he rose from the dead and gave our sins back to us. <laughs> and I thought, I probably ought to be a theologian. Maybe I ought to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I am so proud of him. And um, it's so great to be here. 
uh, reminds me when I was his age, I was part of a group in our church that uh, we were all young, getting together, getting married, and having families, and these are lifelong relationships that we continue to celebrate today. I just wanted to share three verses with you. I'll start with this one. It says, in one way or another, God makes sure that we all experience what it means to be outside so that he can personally open the door and welcome us back in. And I think we all have experienced that, that, you know what, if we find our time alienated from God, maybe we were believers for a while and slipped away, but God brings us back and he welcomes us back in. We have the privilege of welcoming others back in as well. And then in the book of Acts, as Paul was, you know, having all the adversity and things like that, that this is what it says. It says, curiosity about Paul developed into reverence for Master Jesus. Wouldn't that be a great thing for somebody to say about me? That if they said, you know, as a result of meeting this guy, I, I thought, i got to find more about Jesus. What a wonderful heritage that would be. And then the last verse, through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention in adoration before Christ your master. Be ready to speak up to anyone who asks why you're living the way you are. And always, with the utmost courtesy, keep a clear conscience before God so that when people throw mud at you, none of it will stick. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say from my own spiritual mentor, he said something many, many years ago that I've never forgotten. And he said that our faith is a personal faith, but it's not an individual faith. That yes, Jesus and my relationship with him is between him and me, but I cannot experience the life of Christ I cannot experience him in absence of community. And what I see you folks experiencing is community. And may God bless you and thank you so much. So we see that Eric's gifting is actually a generational gift. Thanks for sharing, Greg. So if our five people who are going to give their testimonies could come up. These people are not more special than you. They're, no, I'm sorry, Caleb. You're not. <laughs> they just happen to be five characters that stood out to me. So we're gonna have Sarah go first and then each of them, they're just gonna do popcorn. So if you guys wanna move down close to this, there you go. We actually did this kind of on the fly at the last minute, so that's why I'm giving everybody direction. All right. Can you hear me? All right, sweet. Um, so I'm Sarah Warner, and as dubbed by Knopf, I am an OG. I was here in 2008, and I technically was here a month before Epic Life started when it was a small group, and then they said, oh, guess what? We're not meeting in January. It's a thing called Identic. So then it became Epic Life, and I had the great attitude back then to say, oh, well, I have nothing better to do, I guess I'll stay. So, well, that's definitely changed, because there's no other place I'd rather be but here on a Thursday night. 
Um, my testimony has to be shared by one memory. It was about 2008, 2009. I had been gone three weeks which was unusual for me. I had different stuff that had to go on. And I came up, and I'm actually glad she's here because uh, Shayla Brown came up to me as I was coming into Epic that night, hugged me in this embrace like a crazy person. I'm going to be saying, I was a little scared. And she was like, Sarah, I haven't seen you in forever. I was so worried. And that opened a door for me because I didn't identify with that. And this is my family. We're gonna party for all of eternity. And I'm excited about that. And I'm thankful to have this chapter of my life with you guys. You guys have taught me that I'm powerful, beautiful, funny. Well, I kind of already knew that one. Um, <laughs> and that who I was, was, was beautiful. And I'm realizing even in my hardest times that my life is worth living. And Eric, I actually told him, as he was making this announcement. See you later, Zay But um, that I was thankful for his obedience because he contributed, Epic contributed to saving my life. Now I was already saved as a Christian, but I went through my deepest depression and fell apart in this environment, but it was a safe environment for me to do so. So then I could pull myself back up together and realize no matter what, my life is worth living. Um, so, um, Eric talked about, um, last night I had a friend at my dinner and I think, um, what's Eugene at? Eugene, number 26 is when you invite a friend around epic people, it's a setup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause I invited her and I set her up. I said, sit over there where you don't know nobody. They're going to talk to you. Cause I knew she was like dealing with some stuff and I was, it worked to perfection. But I think about it because my friend Dante set me up. He kept calling me when I was in San Jose and said, come to this young adult ministry. And I was like, all right, I'll come to Sacramento. And I came, he was like sitting in the front next to this bald guy. You're going to see him. He stands out. I was like, all right, cool. And, um, and I'm not going to lie, like epic life is an orphan's worst nightmare. <laughs> Literally. When I first came, it was great music, great sermon. And I said, this is great, but I'm not coming back for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it was just so much like love that you just don't even know what it feels. You don't even know how to receive it. And so I let him come back for like six months. And then he kept inviting me, kept inviting me, kept inviting me. I started coming back more and more until he never had to invite me anymore. And then I got to know Eric Waterbury more. He said, let's go out to coffee. And I was like, all right. And then he became some iron in my life to sharpen my iron. And then Eric Knopf, obviously with the great theology and just like breaking down all the bad, like, you know what I mean? Scriptures you might've had and how you thought about them. And, um, I just dove right in. I started going to every, like, small group, everything. And then, like, it seemed like I was here for years, but it was only a couple months. And then now, after, like, two years, it seems like it was for, it's been forever. You know what I mean? And so when I walked in today, I just thought about the first time I walked in here ever. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do an exercise. We're not doing an altar call, but everybody close your eyes. And think about the first time you walked in. Think about who you were. Think about who you were with. <laughs> think about who your friends were. Think about the condition of your heart, the condition of your spirit, and everything that you had going on and all those pieces. And then think about who you were looking at, who you, who you side-eyed, who's like the bridesmaid at your wedding. <laughs> you know what I mean? The person you thought you didn't like, you probably married to him now, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but people you have now, you can open your eyes right now. People who you, people who you see here now is like they make everything. Epic Life is not because of Thursday, it's because of people here. 
And I remember I heard Roman say at um, a conference, he was like, sometimes the hugs are better than the message. I'm sorry, Eric, but sometimes they are. Like, you just, like, you're tired of your coworkers, you're tired of your family, you're tired of everybody. You come here and see somebody who just loves you through it all, who doesn't care about all your stuff, and you're just like, and you start crying and you're just like, wow. And then you recommend everybody for Christ's life. I mean, every Christ's life, like you said, and then it's just like, even you're in phase one, you feel like you're a, a facilitator now. Tell me about what you're going through. That's a lie. Here's a sheet of paper. And it's just like, <laughs> it happens. And, um, I just want to say that because, like, what I learned here was that I learned how to, like, love myself, who my real self was, and also learned that, like, this isn't, we don't, they don't teach just mere Christianity here. We teach you how to be a world changer, how to equip yourself to go out there and affect your jobs and your homes and your families, and that how to love yourself through it all. And so I love that because you find spiritual brothers and sisters, fathers, grandfathers, you know what I mean? You start babysitting people, you start seeing all these kids coming around, and I was talking to somebody earlier, I'm not going to say her name, but she was like, when I first came here, I was actually in a young adult criteria, and now I'm looking like they call me a spiritual mom, and I don't like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you grow with people through every phase of their life, and so I just want to say, like I said, epic life's not over because we, epic life's inside of us. So wherever you go, to ask yourself, what part of epic am I taking with me? Is it going to be the worship? Is it going to be... Um, Christ's life? Is it going to be just hugging people? Is it going to be talking to people? But no matter what, it's never going to die because it's in everybody here. So pay it forward. Hi, everybody. I'm still not comfortable speaking in front of so many people. Um, I love you too. So uh, my name is Janelle, and I've been coming to Epic... Let's see, maybe four and a half years. Um, probably when my son was one. This is my son, Zaylin, right here. Um, man, what can I say about Epic? I only have four minutes, so I wrote down like three things. So, Anyways, um, if I could sum it up, the three to four things that really impacted me since I've came to Epic, um, one is identity as a daughter of God. Number two, the power and power of community. And three, the character of God. Um, Epic Life to me has really, really, really been a gift. I didn't grow up in church. And so um, I feel like God gave me, brought me to this ministry to bring me up in such a healthy type of church. Sometimes I hear church horror stories and I'm like, eh, that wasn't my experience. Um, what can I share? Let's see. Um, I know they, people are, have already talked about Christ's life. Um, man, I remember going to Christ's life and actually coming here in the beginning. I would like way in the back. I would kind of, I would wish, miss worship because at that time I didn't understand worship and I, it was just too long for me. And people were kind of moving around a lot. <laughs> I mean, I do that now, but back then I'm like, I'll just hear the word. And I would sit in the back, um, hear the word, and then, and then leave. Um, and even when I, was, when I started Christ Life, I went in there and I'm like, I'm not going to tell nobody nothing. Right? Psych. No. <laughs> but it was so crazy. Like, I was so used to doing life alone, being really isolated and really just handling a lot of things on my own. And it's like in, in Christ Life, every week I had to talk to somebody and, and let them know what was going on in my life. But it was, it was just so powerful to, to be known and to let people love you, to let people love me when I wasn't used to it. And it, it's just really transformed my life. And um, 
I don't know, I, I, I couldn't, I can't get through life without community now. Um, so that, that's one of the things, community, and even through Christ's life, um, having community there, it really just pushed me into knowing who I was and knowing what I deserve and making one of the best decisions of my life. And um, honestly, I'm just gonna say this, in choosing to, to be in a single, uh, being in a season of being a single parent um, and really just deciding to choose not only a, a better life for me, but for my son as well. And that was one of the hardest, hardest decisions that I've had to make. And But constantly, week through week, um, I had a group of people supporting me, um, helping me transition into um, being a daughter of God and doing life, you know, on my own and, and raising my son um, and just knowing who God is. You know, Eric did this sermon series on um, the character of God. You know, God is kind, God is love, God is patient. And I'm like, I didn't know that, you know, they don't, I mean, the churches that I've been around, I didn't, I didn't really hear that. I, I didn't really hear the relationship part of, of who God was. Um, but here, just God just became so real to me. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, you know, they have, they have the prayer team up here, right? And I'm like, I don't know about these people. <laughs> and so I went up there, and I just said, what are, you know, whatever, whatever God's saying. And so they, they read my mail, and I'm like, how do they know that? And I was like, but I still don't know, you know? And so next week, I would, I would come, but I, would, I went to a different person. And that person said the same exact thing as the person the last week. I was like, that's funny. And then, um, and then I did it for a third, I did it, for, is that someone's phone? Oh, is that, I thought that was someone's phone. Okay, that's it. I thought it was a phone. What's going on, everybody? Woo! Hey, so I'm the proud dad of the three munchkins that you guys saw on slide 19. That's me. Now, before I start, I got some bad news for you guys. I got some sad news. This is going to be the last night my family and I are going to be able to attend. I know. Life, life goes on. It's okay. So, um, so we started coming about, God, four and a half years ago, almost five years ago. And it was at a, such a crucial time because my wife and I were in a complete burnout season because we had been ministering in a, in a very religiously bound church for like 10 years before that. And, uh, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that you can be in an environment before the environment that's there starts seeping in and you start going, am I, am I just crazy or what's going on here? And so it was so awesome to come here. And we really transitioned from being an environment where we were tolerated to being in an environment where we were celebrated. And it's such an important thing to do and to be in an environment where you can grow because that's, that's the only way that you're going to be able to grow. Otherwise, you'll be stifled and you'll, you'll look back and regret all the years that you spent. Um, so epic life to us, I mean, really to keep it short, has, for us, for my family, has really become, I mean, to us, it's what a co cocoon is to a butterfly. That's exactly what it was. I mean, we came here, we were burnt out. We started, uh, you know, second-guessing ourselves, and we're like, you know, is God really for us? Is there really the grace of God? Is he, like, is he really loving us? And then to come here, and it was like, yeah, there is. Yeah, God totally loves you. God's for you, and his plans and purpose are good for you. They're to prosper you and not to harm you. 
And it was, it was so awesome, it was so refreshing that after just being here for a couple of years, we actually grew the spiritual muscles enough to actually be able to come out of that environment. And what was hard was that church wasn't just religious, but it was also family. And so that makes it that much more complicated and that much more harder to be able to leave. Um, that's it, I love you guys. I love the relationships that we've cultivated. Love you guys. Um, my name's Bethany. Um, it's kind of really amazing standing here because I feel like I'm such a baby. Like everybody's like, I've been here since 2008 when it was in a house. I was like, oh no, I came here when it was a full-fledged ministry. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, backstory, I'll never forget. I grew up good Christian girl. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, would, I actually went guys to like a theologian and tried to talk him into telling me I didn't need God. It was really interesting. Um, but <laughs> the first time I came here, I sat all the way in the back and I was by myself because I was actually really looking for another reason why to not be a part of another ministry. And I saw this white bald guy with a white t-shirt and I was looking at my phone and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not going to interact with anybody. He came, dialed straight up to me and he introduced himself as Eric Waterbury. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm Bethany. He let me talk for like two seconds. And then he looks at me, he goes, I think you need to get your together. Yes. That was my interaction with Eric Waterbury. <laughs> and it was amazing because for the first time in my entire life, somebody loved me enough to tell me to quit putting on a facade. And I know we have stories in and out. You know, God is this, God is that, he's peace, he's everything. But really, I guess my challenge was growing up in the church was to just make God not your emotion. Make him your God. Take everything, all your wisdom, all your knowledge that you've gotten from here and just move forward. And I experienced that today even. For the first time, <laughs> you guys are funny, I forgot that I've been hanging out with so many epic lifers that I actually work with people who don't believe in God. <laughs> so um, one of uh, my coworkers, she was like, hey, I feel like I need to talk to somebody. And I was like, okay, but see, previously before, I had already promised a couple of people from Epic Life that I would hang out with them. And Holy Spirit was like, don't cut her off, don't cut her out. And I was like, um, so I went and I had lunch with her and it occurred to me, I was like, I need to, I need, I need to plug her into, so with somebody, I need to plug her into this or that. And so many people in my mind kept coming up. It wasn't necessarily Epic Life and Ministry. She needs to experience this, this and that. It was, she needs to get in touch with Anka. She needs to get in touch with Eden. She needs to get in touch with Jen. She's got to know Caleb because she doesn't know what a, a, a powerful Christian man looks like. And, and it just reminded me that we're family and it's never going to end. It's never going to end. And this love and the peace and everything, God just poured out all his spirit onto us. And now I just challenge everybody, be brave, be bold, and keep living. Okay, so my biological dad uh, went to heaven a couple of years ago, but I have a spiritual father who's sitting on the end of the row here, Dr. Del Tar. Yeah, that's right. And he leaned over to me and said, 
I have something to say. <laughs> and so if you're a good son, you do what you're told. So my dad comes up and he gets five minutes too, Ashley, start the timer. <laughs> Tonight, you're looking at two people who are as different as chalk and cheese. <laughs> you can decide who's chalk and who's cheese. <laughs> they trust each other. In that difference, they trust each other, they love each other, and because they're different, they're stronger because they're different, but yet one. Now this country, America, could use a lot of that right now. We're dividing people up into hate. We're dividing, say, the Democrats are all right and the Republicans are all wrong. The Republicans are all right and the Democrats are all wrong. This isn't true. They could do a lot of good by getting together on a few things for America. You have had demonstrated for you in this 10 years what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he said, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. As different as they are, and the foot can't say to the hand, or the eye can't say to the ears. As you were in a line, loving each other, holding each other, swaying in unison to the music, that was liquid love. That's never going to stop. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with this group, but it's like tuberculosis. <laughs> it's going to pop out all by itself. And that's the strength of the love that God gives. You've had it demonstrated. Don't make the mistake of just putting people in your life that are just like you. God wants diversity but he wants diversity that is part of a body because you're all a moving, living, contributing part. Keep that up. If you learn nothing else, this would be one of the greatest lessons you've ever had in your life. It's God, it's godly, and you've been seeing it. Carry it on, pass it on. Would you please stand up and give them a great yell, these two guys? Thank you. Thank you. The, the name works. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ashley has Ashley has the mic next. And now you see why I say yes when my dad speaks. He's not really a guy you can argue with. Unless you're right, and he will actually let you be right if you're right. A lot of strength in that. Turn my alarm off so I don't set it off on myself here. <laughs> I'll trade you. Hello? Hello? Man, how fun is this? Yeah. So stinking cool, like worship, so emotional, just thinking through 
all the things that have happened in this room and with these walls and with the people in this place, like all the OGs that are in the house, huh? <laughs> so fun. So many of us started here as just young college kids and now we've grown up together in this ministry. You see the kids running around now that um, have just come out of this ministry. It's been really, really amazing and powerful and just shows the power of community and doing life together. Um, so through the years, people have come and gone, but there've been three constants all since the beginning. We saw when we had everybody stand up at a particular point here tonight. And uh, tonight we'd like to honor those three people. Um, these are people who have helped make Epic Life what it is today without their heart, their passion, their leadership, consistency, dedication. I can use every adjective I can think of. Um, we wouldn't be here to celebrate in the way that we are. So the first person tonight that we would like to honor is someone who's a fierce warrior in the kingdom. This is someone who's a straight shooter and who isn't afraid to say exactly what's on their mind, yet do it in the most gracious and loving way. This person is a loyal friend and is guaranteed to make you laugh no matter what environment or encounter you have with them. This person has wisdom beyond their years and is in constant pursuit of knowledge and growth. This person is comfortable in their own skin and never afraid to be themselves no matter what the situation. This person has managed to fit the word penis into almost every single sermon she has ever preached here at Epic Life. <laughs> the room got like deathly silent just then, <laughs> as it usually did during her messages. Um, Camille is a horse vet, if you did not know, and apparently has a whole lot of um, analogies around being a vet that she has incorporated into her amazing messages. Um, Camille, you can come, come up here if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> so Camille is an incredible mother one who puts her all into growing and teaching and loving Scarlet and Mav, who I'm sure you've seen here running around on occasion. Camille may not be up on the podium every single week, but her support, encouragement, and love is what's enabled Eric to be here each week to preach. Camille's a rock star of a wife, and in the way that she loves and supports Eric's dreams, it's truly amazing. But what's even more amazing is she doesn't just fall into the shadows as Eric is pursuing his passions. Camille's strong strong-willed and driven woman who's also pursuing her own dreams and passions. She's someone who has sought after her own growth and given back to this community in so many ways. When Camille teaches and preaches, people listen. Both guys and girls perk up and take notes. This is because her life has gained her such authority because of the hard work and intentionality she has put into, into building the life she desires. Camille's worthy of being adored, or yeah, adored too, admired and followed. <laughs> And Camille is the epic wife. <laughs> so tonight, Camille, we honor you. And from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you. We know with, um, without your love and support and presence here that this ministry wouldn't have gone on in any capacity. And, um, and we just appreciate you and all the role that you played over the last decade. And um, we just, yeah, love you and thank you. Thank you. 
You know, it's funny. Epic Life was the community that I didn't know I needed. I wasn't looking for. In fact, kind of a funny story is um, before Epic Life ever began, um, Eric and I were pretty new to Sacramento. We actually moved here not knowing a single person. And we were attending here at Capital Christian, and the senior pastor came up to us at one of the kind of church um, park days, and he came up to me, Eric wasn't around, and he said, hey, I was wondering if you guys would be interested in helping us with a new young adult group we were starting. And I said, oh, no, thank you, no, we're busy people, and no, thank you, we have too much going on. And it's funny how God works because the ministry I didn't know, I am 100% a different person than I was before we started this ministry. And there's been nothing more transformative and life-changing for me and for my family. And uh, so the things that you maybe have an initial reaction to say no to, I just wanna encourage you to think that it, maybe it could be your next epic life. So. Don't listen to yourself, but listen to God. Hi, Camille. So how do we repay you for the sacrifice that you've made and supporting Eric so well? Um, that was a hard idea, but we thought we'd give it a try. So on behalf of Epic Life, we'd like to present to you an all-day beauty package at Arden Hills. Um, you get a facial, a massage, lunch, manicure, pedicure, and babysitting is included. So that is for you. Okay. All right. So the next two people. Um, are ones who have led and loved our community in ways that are impossible to quantify. They're leaders who have poured into the people in the most incredible ways and have baptized us, they've officiated our weddings, they've conducted funerals, they've dedicated our babies, they financially supported us, and the list could go on and on. Time and time again, they've put back the pieces after we've torn our lives to rubble. They've taken late night phone calls, and texts, shown up to our houses when we needed support, shown up to the hospital for scary results, or to welcome new babies into the world. They've sacrificed time with their families to take care of ours. They've prayed for us and cried with us. They are men who time and time again have been faithful to God's vision for this community. Men who have been diligent to see it through and who have been so consistent on every level. Ultimately, both Eric Knopf and Eric Waterbury have lived lives that have helped replicate Jesus and shine Jesus' love to each of us. They've cultivated a community that has welcomed thousands of people through those doors just as they are, but saw to it that they never left the same. They're men who have put their heart and soul into this ministry and in doing so, have transformed countless lives all across the globe and have ultimately made the world a better place and advanced the kingdom forward. Many of us in this room and watching online can honestly say the two of you are the most influential people in our lives, along with this community. Ultimately, you two have revealed Jesus to us 
um, in ways like we can't even thank you guys for. Um, and for that, we're forever thankful. For both, you both are two of um, mine and many others just most cherished friends. So Waterbury, you'd like to come up here? <laughs> This is awesome. I was not, I've been crying all day, so this is going really well so far. <laughs> I thought you guys weren't going to be able to hear me. <laughs> all right. Um, lost my spot here. Okay. Eric, you show up when nobody else does. Always. I truly do not know how you do it. You have more spiritual sons and daughters than can fill this room yet you make every single one of us feel as if we're the only one and like we're your favorite. I know because I've seen people argue over this on more than one occasion. <laughs> the attention to detail that you provide to each person's specific life and situation is remarkable. I'm still not quite sure how you keep everyone's stories and drama straight without even using any note cards or anything. It's because of you that so many know what it's like to have a father. <laughs> You've stepped up when others have stepped back. You've loved in the most deep of ways and the most practical of ways, like attending graduations, visiting people at rehab, birthdays, family dinners, and countless other events that you showed up to when people's biological fathers have been absent. You do the grunt work others are unwilling to do, and you do it without complaint without hesitation, and with your whole heart. When people's lives get messy, you walk in with a mop and bucket and open arms while others turn their back. You're a fierce protector and truly make your sons and daughters feel secure and confident, knowing they have your love and knowing you're in their corner. You've helped break the lie that it, if we mess up, we'll be abandoned. You've stuck beside so many of us as we have had the most ugly and epic fails in our entire lives and have covered us, walked with us through it and helped us repent and grow stronger. We recognize that with, we recognize what a painful and agonizing process that can be in your position and we wanna express our unending gratitude to you. As it can be scary, a scary thing to try and picture our lives without your influence and friendship and fervent love. You've selfish, selfishly, selflessly, <laughs> let's get that right, devoted your life to helping young adults recognize their identity, like who they see in the mirror, and live in a more wholesome and fruitful way. This is because of your tireless investment in so many lives, from late night prayer sessions to jumping in your car to drive hours to give someone a hug and just let them know they aren't alone. I would say it's safe to say you're the single most influential person in most of our lives. Your unique ability to read situations and someone's feelings or motives is one of a kind. Your BS meter is unmatched. <laughs> Anyone who's ever gone on an infamous coffee date with you can vouch for that. I love how the simple activity such as just meeting for coffee has grown such a strong reputation. It's like coffee with Waterbury is like a rite of passage. Uh, it's coveted yet highly feared activity. But once you, 
once you survive your first coffee date, people survive their first coffee date, their lives are forever changed. The Starbucks on Bradshaw has likely experienced more people coming to Jesus than any church in this community. <laughs> Out of all the incredible things you do, it's truly who you are in your heart that we love and admire so much. You have a heart that's 100% for people. Knowing that about you is what enables you to speak such strong truths all the time. You speak heart, you speak heart-piercing truths that cut through any lie. You call out the best in us and help us to uncover the truths in our lives and ask by asking tough questions we've never been asked before, or by re-asking the same question a million times until we figure it out, like have you asked the Holy Spirit? I truly believe God smiles when he sees the way that you love and care for his sons and daughters. I've never known anyone to operate so deeply in their giftings as you do. Your life is the most amazing testimony of the impact we can have when we listen to the Holy Spirit and walk forward boldly and unapologetically in our giftings. I thank you for being that example to us. You're the backbone of our ministry. You've done all the hard and unglamorous things all these years. Set up, tear down, coordinating everything from end to end of the service to all the one-on-one meetings. When Noth comes up here and delivers a powerful message, you follow up with people and make sure they're applying it to their lives. It's the behind the scenes and incredibly thankless job, but tonight we're here to say we see you and we thank you. Um, we have a couple. Uh... So Eric, we as the Epic Life family wanted to bless you because you've blessed us so much. Um, the first gift we have for you, I don't have it right now, it's still being compiled, but we've put together a book of appreciation letters for you. And may it bless you in those hard seasons where, you know, you're, you're just struggling or you're wondering, you know, have I made an impact? Read those letters and know that you have. You've, you've impacted all of us in many, many ways. The second, oh, there it is. <laughs> the second is this right here of our appreciation. So... We have the epic life symbol. It represents our family. And then we have this tool because you have been this tool in our lives and you have been sharpening us. But not only that, when I see that tool, I see us as we came in as pieces of stone and you just chiseled away to help us find who we were. And as you being a world changer, you turned us into world changers. one more gift for you. Because being a world changer is very tiring work, we wanted to bless you with some, a season of rest. So we paid for a one week round trip vacation in Costa Rica for you. Thank you so much. I've been grieving my no Costa Rica year this year because Eric and all the WebConnects family, which I'm a part of, uh, I'm unpaid part of it, but not really. Anyway, I have been, I love going. And this year I was like, okay, I have three destination weddings and I think that's my vacation. So I won't be going to Costa Rica and I've been really sad about it. So this is such a great, thank you very much. Thank you. 
So we also, um, through my relationship with you, I have become friends with your cousin, Calvin Claus, who, just to let you know, um, he's been a 20-year full-time missionary in the, in the Republic of Moldova, and he had this made and sent to our house. And it says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, Abba and Harold. And for those of y'all that don't know, Harold is his dad. So, yeah. And my cousin is an amazing man. Oh, my goodness. So I think it's interesting that y'all gave that, and he didn't know anything about that, and he gave you the stone. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a stone. Yeah, no, it's, it's a stone. I'm not kidding, all day thinking about this, I've, I've been texting with Andrew all day and we've just both been crying. So I, my mouth is all dry now. I think I've like tried, cried out all my, all my I'm dehydrated now. <laughs> Nof. Your life is worthy of being replicated. More worthy in fact than any other person I've ever met and probably will ever meet. You are who you say you are and you're consistent across every area of your life. Ministry, professional, and personal. You can't cry, because then that's going to make you cry. We're sympathy criers. <laughs> you live with the utmost level of discipline, intentionality, integrity, and purity of heart. Your passion for life is contagious. You charge hard in every area of your life and manage to keep so many balls in the air at the same time and seemingly do it with little stress and not even an, uh, an assistant or like an admin or whatever. <laughs> you lead not only a great ministry, but a wildly successful business, a strong family, and pursue hobbies all while doing each of them excellently and all while doing them so humbly and a matter of factly. We recognize and admire the daily intentionality and care that you put into each and every decision you make. You set such high standards for your life and hold strong values that are seemingly unshakable. We see and truly honor the fruit of your that your integrity bears on a regular basis. It's your integrity, purity, and discipline that has in part um, been what makes your messages so powerful here. The fact that this community has been able to witness you practice what you preach is what's helped to bring the strength of the words you speak from behind this podium each week. You preach life-changing messages up here and reveal God's character through his word, but then go and live those life lessons out truly and truly reveal God's character and love through the way you live your life. You've taught a generation to love the word. Your excitement and curiosity to dig deeper and learn more has spread throughout this community. You've shown us that there's still new wisdom to be sought after between the pages of the Bible that it's not just a bunch of old dead dudes. Um, didn't, they didn't already find every little nugget that exists in there. Hence the term Noff Nuggets. You're constantly finding gold and revealing it to us in the most amazing, um, digestible, encouraging, engaging and enlightening ways. 
Um, you have officially ruined our ability to listen to any other pastors preach because you've set the bar so darn high. <laughs> yeah. The mean which you deliver week after week is truly remarkable. Your authentic pursuit of truth is unlike anything I've ever witnessed. You never settle for an answer just because it's the way it's always been taught before. You always do your own research and dig deeper to uncover new layers of truth. Your teachings have been so counter to what most of us are used to hearing in so many ways. Through your teachings, you have helped us mend wounds, people have reestablished their faith, and redeem passages that have been used to harm them. Your teaching has shifted mindsets and foundations of people's theology in incredible ways. It's been fun to watch you and your teaching evolve and mature over the last decade. The way in which you weave your life into your messages and live so transparently has been transformative in so many ways. You have displayed for others that it's cool to be a good dad and not a hassle or an annoyance. You've displayed that going to Disney on ice with your daughter is a joy and not a pain. You have shown that loving and honoring your wife is a great responsibility to covet and protect, not something to take lightly or squander. Your relationship with Camille has shown women what it looks like to be adored and honored and secure. Every area of your life is one to be followed and admired. You have a tender heart for people and a fervent heart after God. You are, we are forever thankful for your influence and your example that you have lived out in front of us and led us and taught us for the past 10 years. Thank you for the care you have put into each and every message and for showing up with your A-game every single Thursday night. We all love you and appreciate you more than we know and look forward to hearing message from you in the future. The people in this community are living more whole and free lives because of your teaching. So, thank you. Not so fast. So, I don't know. Oh, here we go. That was a good guess. Oh. So, each week for the last, I don't know what year we built this, but we all got to stare at this really cool epic life symbol. And um, now we put it on a frame so you can hang it in your office and you can look at it whenever you want now too. So cool. Yeah. Crafty. These have been the handiwork of Mr. Malott over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other fun thing that we would like to thank you with is we have reserved um, an entire day. We've rented out the entire motocross track for you to bring any of your favorite buddies out there what? and ride for an entire day. Um, and a professional motocross racer will be out there who is currently unnamed, will be there to provide private dirt bike lessons. What? <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> and we currently have some things in the works to try to figure out a way to get you to meet Michael Jordan. So <laughs> that's still like trying to figure that out, but, <laughs> but that is the ultimate goal. So yeah, we love you. So actually if you, uh, yeah, let's, you guys should come up here. You guys, you should go up there. Um, if Jared and Tara are able to come up here. 
So we're gonna have Jared, Eilering, and Tara come up and pray over you three. Um, I meant to do it each one individually, but I missed the boat on the first round, so. Um. I do have to say, Camille is the unsung hero for us because I don't think you really understand it. Don't look at her face, because she's probably arguing with me. But she's chosen so many times, so many costly nights to release Eric, not playing any games with him, so that he can come and release to us the word. And she has, there was a day where she said, I'm not gonna talk, and I said, you have to learn to talk, because our women are gonna learn to stand in front of people, and they have a word to bring, and you have to be the one who gives them the example. Hasn't she done that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Camille is a woman that when she speaks, men and women both listen. Because you're smart if you do, and she'll call you out if you don't. So I just wanted to honor her especially because so many people look at Eric and I, and we get the microphone more, but she is the unsung, unsung hero in our ministry. So as Jared and Tara play, if any of you are interested in coming up and just laying on hands on them while they, they pray, please feel welcome to do so. Maybe scoot away from the wall a little bit. Yeah, we can go around. Get warm. So Camille, <laughs> let me back up for a second. So when I was asking God about you guys, I just, I, I kept just seeing and just like feeling the, um, just God's, uh, his pleasure in you guys and um, just the joy that he's taken in you guys doing this and um, I, I just feel like he just, he's so proud looking at each one of you guys. And I, I feel like all along the way, he's been right there by your side going, okay, this is, yep, look, I'm so proud of them. Look at what they're doing. And um, so it's just been amazing to see um, what God's been doing through that. So um, I'll start with you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I... I just keep feeling like God's saying that this is the season, this is your season. And um, I feel like there were a lot of things that, that um, you put on the back burner. And there was, like, there's been this kind of clicking, this clock, and you've been kind of watching it and stuff. But I feel like God's so proud of how you've been. Every time that that came up, I feel like you gave it back to him. You're like, okay, hey God, it's in your timing. It's in your timing. And so I feel like, God, this is kind of like a new you know, this is a new season for everybody, and I feel like this is something that you're going to, um, to start to see um, what has been stored up this whole time while um, you've been following God and leading, uh, just following his footsteps in that. And there's, you, you like keeping things interesting, and um, I, I see this picture of like a video, and there's different, different scenes in the video, and I feel like this is almost this, this video in your head that you've played out and you kind of know these different scenes and what they look like. But I see these blank scenes in between where God's like, hey, I actually, you don't know what's going on here and I've got some surprises for you. So um, you love um, uh, taking a walk on the wild side and I feel like that's um, just to get ready for that. So um, 
Yeah, so I just, I bless you. And um, I just bless you with... Um, Yeah, I just bless you with peace. God, I thank you for how we've seen Christ through Camille. God, I thank you for how you've been raising up women and that you have given other women a voice through her. So we just bless her. And God, we thank you that every little thing that has been on her mind and every little thing that's important to her, that you've held those things. And I feel like this is a, a season where you're going to... Um, you're going to step into a lot of those things. And I also um, feel like you're going to start writing a lot more stuff and um, just a lot uh, longer things. And um, I, I feel like God also just wants to remind you that he takes pleasure in the things that you take pleasure in. And there's, there's no separation in the, oh, this is godly or not godly or whatever. Um, so even castrating horses and things is, you know, that's, that's godly. Um, yeah, so I just bless you. And you've been such an amazing mother and um, the way that you have shown other people how to do that. So, yep. Yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, sure, yeah, so I'll keep going. Okay. I can do Camille. You do Camille. Yeah. I just have to tell you, too, when the anointing hits Tara, she laughs. So if she starts giggling a lot, she's not nervous. That's just that's how the anointing shows up. That's your highlighter. That's my highlighter. And then if he yells, I laugh, and it's like I'm laughing at him. I'm like, I'm not laughing at you. Oh, yeah. Um, so many of the things that um, he was just sharing. Um, I, when I was praying earlier, I just really feel like this is a new season for you, and that there have been some things that have been put on the back burner, and I just see this being almost just like a season to rediscover kind of some desires in yourself that you've set aside, as a lot of women do. <laughs> um, but this is just going to be a time where you're going to just kind of like find those sparks and they're just going to have a chance to, to grow and to get bigger. And um, just like I had even mentioned last week to you, just a season of also resting and um, just being a little selfish, you know, just enjoying um, you know, I just really enjoying your husband and, and your kids and your family and just taking it all in. Yeah, and I feel like from that peace and that rest, like those, those things that are in you are just going to start to surface from that peaceful, joy-filled place. Yeah. All right, so I'll continue with Eric Waterbury. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. uh, so I just keep hearing God just saying well done well done well done my son is well done yeah and um just kept seeing your heart on fire and um, I don't know I just kept seeing that um, but I, I feel like this is um, things are going to look different as you step forward but they're so uh, right though and 
you've had words in the past about how people would be places and they'd see somebody and go, oh, that's, that, yeah, that's his son. That's, that's, he knows Waterbury. <laughs> he had a coffee date with Waterbury. And um, there's been even times recently that I've come across people and I'm like, there's something to, uh, yeah, they're Waterbury and they're, it's totally unrelated to here. So, um, I don't know, I just felt like God was kind of re-highlighting that and also wanting your, your legacy. You've got, I feel like you've, your legacy maybe in your head has been this list about this long and I see the list, you know, like it's this, it's this continual thing. And for all of you guys, um, this is, I feel like this is, I kept feeling like God was saying that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And that everything that has been sown, that we are going to start to see the harvest of that. And um, the 30, the 60, the 90 fold. So, um, yes. So I just bless you. (laughs) And God, I just thank you for Eric. I thank you for what an amazing man he's been, what a father he's been. But God, I thank you for how you hold him. I thank you for how you care for his heart and everything, everything that's on his heart, God. Everything that's on his heart. Not one thing left behind. I also feel like God's saying that the the sons and the daughters that you've been crying over, that that you've maybe questioned and wondered what, what was really happening and what was going on in their heart. I feel like God's saying that you're going to, in this next year, you're going to see a turnaround in a lot of their lives. And um, this is, I feel like this is just, he's telling you this is, this is his promise he's told you, but you're going to see it now. And um, yeah, so I just bless you with that, that you'll see those things. And um, Yeah, God, I just thank you for the strength of this man. I thank you how he's carried so many other people. I just bless you. <laughs> yeah. I bless you with so much more. I bless you with a further, a deeper understanding of Christ and what it means to be one with him. Yeah, that you would have deeper encounters with him. That you would know peace and rest like never before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people would experience Jesus just as they, just as they come into contact with you. Yeah, we already do that, but I, I just see that just that's something more and more. You look into somebody's eyes and you can see what's going on, and I. I um, I feel like they're just gonna they're gonna see the eyes of Jesus. So I just bless you. As soon as I came up here and like stood by you, I just saw this lion. And I just feel like that's just the picture you showing me of you. It's just like, but the roar of this lion is so powerful that it is just breaking things. <laughs> It is just breaking through just like things that, that seem like they can't be broken through. <laughs> and, then, um, and then he said, I want you to just share with him uh, what he's taught me about lions. And uh, the reason why they're called the king is because 
they have the life of a king, not because they're the baddest, because uh, apparently hyenas are pretty, pretty dangerous, uh, but it's because they, they rest like 23 hours out of the 24 hours in a day. And so they have the life of a king. And when I saw the picture of, of you as this lion, it's like you were just slowly just walking around, just having your eye on things, just like watching, waiting. But when it was time to move and time to roar, you were ready because of the rest that you'd had. And um, I just believe this is definitely a season of time of just being and resting. But also, um, I feel like I need to just say, do not, do not let yourself be so far removed at a community because um, even if a powerful lion does not stay um, in its pride, it can die. And I just feel like I need to remind you to stay plugged in, stay in the community. Um, don't let yourself... Uh, wander or just get lost um, and I just I just know that he's going to um, just show you how he's going to use um, I just believe it's a new level of authority in your voice which is why the roar was just so powerful <laughs> and so I just call that out of you and I speak that over you uh, a new level of authority a new level of power um, in your voice, we already know that um, you have a lot of power and authority and that you carry that. Um, but I just pray that it will just be released in a new level that you haven't seen before and that we're going to see a uh, breakthrough. Thank you. Mr. Knopf. I feel like God is so pleased with you. So pleased. And I feel like any questions about just, I feel like God just wants to let you know like you've handled everything well, every detail, you've handled it well. But I hear him saying, you've handled it well, son. And I feel like this is, I just see you stepping into this. I, I see Jesus coming and taking your hand and I, I see him walking you into a garden. And I just see him revealing all these things from his heart. And I feel like you've stewarded so well what he's given you. And he's like, okay, here's, look, here's more. And I feel like he's so proud of you for how well you've loved. So I bless you as a father. That there's no doubt in your minds what an amazing father you are. 
And there's a promise in the Bible, I think it's in Psalms, about how the Lord himself will teach your children. And I feel like God's just like, I just, that's, this is, this is my promise to you. I will teach your children. So I just, I see you hearing God even to a greater level. And I see you just, your heart beating with his. And I, I feel like you're gonna have some, some rest, some downtime. But I also see him taking you around the world. And I also just see him um, just giving you the keys to areas that, uh, that have been held up. And you've been so faithful with what he's given you, he's giving you more. So I just see him giving you the keys for geographical areas. And I see you continuing to lead men, but showing men how to be fathers. And I just bless you, you're such a man of purity. God, I thank you for how he's written your word on his heart. God, I thank you for how faithful he's been. And I just saw a, um, a treasure chest. And I, I feel like God's going to be unlocking a lot of things for you. And I feel like just things that have maybe felt out of reach, he's, he's, he's doing it as you step back and you watch. I feel like he's making these connections for you. So we just bless you and I just thank you for how faithful you've been in this and how you've changed my life and my family's life and all of our lives. God, I just thank you for the clarity with which he sees things. And how you reveal things to him and in your word. God, I thank you for how you reveal all those things to us. And I just bless your house with peace that your guys' house would be such a place of rest. Every area of your life. So I just bless you in Jesus' name. Hi. <laughs> 
yeah, as soon as we came up here, I just saw a picture of a slingshot and that God's just holding the slingshot and you're resting in there. And he's like, I, I'm going to pull it backwards before I launch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that even what I shared last week with you about that time of rest and just being confirmed and just that peace and that rest, um, you know, it could feel like you're going backwards, but you're not. And, um, you know, he tells us not even to look back, but to look at the things ahead. But um, when, I, when I see um, you getting launched out of this slingshot when the time comes, I see it going across the world. And um, it's just going to take you farther than, you know, than you can even see. Farther than you can see. Um, And then I heard the word uh, pioneer, which that's no surprise. Um, But you're just going to, I mean, that's just who he's created you to be. And it's just not going to stop. You're going to continue to pioneer, to lead the way. And um, then I just heard the word followers. I mean, you, people are going to follow you. You know, people follow pioneers, especially the kind um, that are pure hearted and rooted in truth and love and kindness and gentleness. And that is the way we all see you. That is the way you are. That is what you model for us. And so I think I can speak for everyone when I just say thank you. Thank you. And we just bless you. And, and I just heap those blessings upon you multiplied by how we've been blessed. Because I just don't even think that you could bear that much blessing of how we've been so blessed by you. And so I just ask, God, that you would just heap that back onto him. And just like that slip and slide, that big old giant slip and slide, I just see it being so effortless. You know, so just enjoy the ride. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, for our last sermon for the night, I give you Kennedy Rose. You guys, like we said, this is a celebration of 10 years of ministry, a celebration. This isn't anything to be sad about because Epic Life, like I said, is bigger than what we see right here. So real quick, I want to give a shout out to Ashley Malott. She's the one that coordinated with all the gifts for Eric. She's played a huge role in keeping this ministry together and has really shown like how to really be really cool parents and to really dive into a ministry that you're also committed to. So Ashley, thank you for coordinating everything. And everybody that donated to giving uh, Eric Squared all of those gifts and also Camille, thank you for everybody for donating. Um, I came into this ministry, I'm not gonna talk long because I know we've been talking a lot, but I came in barely Christian and I thought that when you get married, life was over. That's when everything stops and everything's boring. Well, Eric uh, Knopf showed me that that was completely wrong and I even proposed to my wife at Epic Life in 2011 and we've been married for five years and I can honestly say I'm still 
feel like I am on my honeymoon because we're cracking and one thing that I've always wanted to keep uh, true to our marriage is that we are always going to have fun. Always gonna have fun. So let's end with a song that's really fun, that's about my wife, that I'm going to be presenting to the radio in hopes that they pick it up. It makes number one and it takes us to the top, you guys, all right? This one's called Right There. Let's go. Yeah. Look it over here. Hey, hey, everybody. Stand up, y'all. We gonna do it like this. Come on. One, two, three. Let's go. Baby girl, we got a hot one. Put this on while you putting up your sock bun. Wanna fly away, I could be a top gun. All I need is you sitting pretty riding shotgun. I gotta give you all the credit. Making all them pics, they don't even need edits. Everything I do for you will never be regretted. Cause you're the one I want, girl, you better not forget it. You just need to tell me what you trying to do. Here, let me guess, I think I got a clue. Weekend in LA, are you up to be one and done? I don't need a piece of dynamite to blow your mind. This is all I know, this is how I live. Let's go out tonight, trying to get about this crib cause you looking nice, cold, like you walked about the fridge. If you win it, let's go. Look at all yeah. Can you see me close? It's a party, y'all. It's a party, y'all. Come on. One, two, three, everybody sing. We stay winning all day. So I could really care less about what y'all say. Shorty's always dressed up with a doll face. And she grew up in Vallejo, yeah, she's all bae. Uh, it's Friday night and she wanna chill with me. Never hesitate to keep it real with me. I'm getting bigger with the music I deliver. As my flow is getting sicker, she be getting ill with me. <laughs> be trying to make her laugh like a bad joke. Even though we keep it clean, hand soap. Back in school, me and her used to pass notes and I will respond to her even if my hands broke. But now we going up, slingshot. I hope you get the picture like a screenshot. Yeah, baby girl, you a blessing. When it's all over, I just got one question, one question, one question. Look it over here. How y'all feeling tonight, y'all? It's a party, y'all. Let's turn up, come on. One, two, three, everybody say. Say. Everybody say. Hey. Feeling free like a bell bond, so I had to go and drop the L bomb. Feeling free like a bell bond, so I had to go and drop the L bomb. She, she, she the one put my feelings on a scale and it weighed a couple tons. She, 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 she the one from Sac to the Bay, both repping where we from. Let's go. Look it up, yeah. Come on, y'all. Let's clap it up. Come on. Hey. How you, how you doing, one, two, how you three. Doing? Everybody turn up. Everybody turn up. Where you at, Daryl? Hey, I see you. I see you. It's a party, y'all. It's a party, y'all. Hey, epic life where you at? What's up? Hey, everybody, come on.